Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy today because we've got a new storyteller to introduce to you and a new theme which is stories about giants and witches and monsters and ogres and beasts. Can you say that quickly? Giants and witches and monsters and ogres and beasts. Would you rather be a giant, a witch, a monster, an ogre or a beast like Kibungu, the beast of the forest? Why don't you have a little think about which you'd rather be and why while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I wonder what ideas you came up with. Maybe you could draw a picture for our Facebook page about which one you'd rather be. Here is this week's giant's tale from storyteller Wilf Mertens. It's all about a lonely giant in Scotland. Are you ready? Mouth open, story jump out. Here's Wilf. Hello there, super great kids. I'm really pleased to be here with you. My name's Wilf, Wilf Mertens, and I'm a storyteller. Uh, my dad used to tell us stories when I was young, and I used to love them. He used to tell us Greek myths and Russian folk tales. And when I grew up, I realised you could actually be a storyteller. And I was overjoyed to join in the storytellers and become one of them. And I'm still learning but I really hope you like the story that I'm going to tell you today. Once upon a time, there was a giant. And he was lonely. Because, you know, giants are a bit like great white sharks. Great white sharks live all on their lonesome. They don't see the other sharks. They have these big territories that they patrol. And when they meet up with the other sharks, usually they just fight. And the giant was getting just a bit sad with this life, not seeing anyone. And, well, he did all the things that a giant should do. He ground his teeth together. He growled. He stomped his feet and made the earth quake. But he didn't really have any friends. I mean, he had one friend, actually. And she was just a normal-sized person like me or you. Although to the giant, obviously, she was incredibly tiny. And if he wanted to speak to her, her name was Morag, by the way, he would have to get right down on the ground and whisper as quietly as he could. And even then, the sound of his voice was so booming and loud that it would knock poor old Morag on her bottom. And if she wanted to speak to him, she would have to actually climb inside his ear hole and shout as loudly as she could. And even then, her voice sounded like the buzzing of a little insect that got caught in his ear. So it wasn't really an ideal friendship. 
and the lonely giant he got to thinking how if he got married and had a family, then he wouldn't be lonely because he would have lots of little giants running around and he would have a wife. So it was that he decided to seek out a lady giant who might marry him. Now it happened that there was an eagle nesting in the giant's hair and he asked the eagle if he knew of any lady giants. And indeed the eagle had heard that there was a lady giant living on an island off over the ocean. On that island there was a fearsome lady giant. Well, the lonely giant liked the sound of her and so he went to the cliff top and he looked at the sea. Now, his old mum had always said to him, you can do what you want, but do not go in the ocean. That's the one rule I'm leaving you, boy. Do not go in the ocean, you hear me? But how else was he going to get to the lady giant? And he was really lonely. And so he disobeyed his mother. And so, on the count of three, can you help me, kids? Are you ready? One, two, three, splash. The giant leapt into the ocean. But you can't just jump in the sea and hope that you'll work out how to swim when you get there. If you want to know how to swim, you've got to go to swimming lessons. You've got to start with armbands on. You can't just jump in the sea. It's dangerous. That's what the giant had found out because he found himself sinking down beneath the waves and resting on the ocean bed. And there he cried to himself, and so I lose my life, I'll drown, and I never got married, and I only ever had one friend, and she won't know where I am, there's no one to rescue me. But there was. There was the whale. The whale had seen the giant splash into the ocean, and the whale is the giant of the ocean, just like the giant is the giant of the land. And so feeling a certain camaraderie with the poor giant, the whale scooped him up and took him to the surface, <sighs> where he could take a breath of fresh air. Now, where would you like to go? asked the whale. And the giant replied that he would like to go to yonder island. And so with a few beats of his powerful tail, the whale took him there. And as the giant made his way onto the shore of the island, he was dripping wet and he was trying to dry himself off as best he could, he turned to say thank you to the whale and he saw this expression on the whale's face of shock and surprise. What's the matter? Well, it's you, Mr. Giant. You've shrunk. And indeed, the giant, by looking at the trees that were around about, saw that he had shrunk in size. Now the giant, was very disturbed. He was aghast because giants like to be as big as possible. This is why his mum must have said, don't go in the ocean, because it must make giants shrink. He was sad, but still he thanked the whale and he went off to find the lady giant because he had come all this way to ask her to marry him. It wasn't difficult to find her because he could hear her. She was making a terrible racket. She was on top of the mountain that was in the middle of this island and she was stomping and she was singing. Now, I want you to know, super great kids, that I've actually got a beautiful singing voice. It could draw tears from your eyes. It's that beautiful. But the lady giant doesn't have a nice singing voice. This is the song that she was singing. 
If I ever had a husband, he better be bigger than me. Cause if he's not, I'll pick him up and throw him into the sea. And when the giant heard this song, he was frightened because he was looking up at her and she was massive. She was bigger than him even before he got shrank down and now he was a bit smaller. Oh, he was really, really scared. But he was also brave and he had come all this way. So he plucked up his courage and he gritted his teeth in that distinctive giant growly face and he stomped up to the lady giant and he said... I'll be your husband. And the lady giant, she looked down at him and she laughed. <laughs> you, you're tiny. And with that, she picked him up by his ankle and she swung him around her head. He went and she let him go. He sailed down towards the ocean where, splash, once again, he splashed down and found himself sinking, sinking, sinking to the ocean bed. And once again he cried to himself, I couldn't even get married, and I only ever had one friend in the whole world, Morag, and she doesn't know where I am. If she won't come and rescue me, nobody will. But once again the giant was wrong, because the whale was waiting for him, scooped him up, took him to the surface where <gasps> he took a breath of fresh air. And the whale said to the giant, the giants usually land around here when she throws them, so he thought I'd be here waiting for you. Shall I take you home? Indeed, the giant wanted to be taken home, and so with a few beats of his powerful tail, the whale had taken him back to Scotland. And as the giant was clambering out of the sea onto the shore, he saw that once again the whale was looking at him with an expression of shock on his face. Because once again the giant had shrunk down. And I tell you what, now the giant was only as big as a human being. He had shrunk that much. Human beings are pathetic, they're so tiny when they stomp their feet the earth doesn't even shake no one's going to be scared of them no one pays any attention when a human being says i'll grind your bones down to make my bread the giant was so sad his life as a giant was over he tried to go home and he couldn't even get in to the cave where he lived because he was too small to climb up there he did the only thing he could do and that was go and see his old friend, Morag. Now, Morag lived in a town with many other humans, and when the lonely giant got to the town, he saw, uh, actually, the human town was really quite nice, and there was lots of, like, shop windows with cupcakes in them, and there was marvellous, intricate jewellery and beautiful things that 
the humans made. Before, he had only seen the human town from above, with everyone screaming and running away from him, which was fun, but now he was a bit closer up, he could see that the humans were really rather clever. And he got to Morag's house, and he knocked upon her door. When Morag answered it, she looked at him like she had never seen him before in her life, and he said, Oh, hello, Morag. I was just, you know, wondering if I could come in. Oh, boy, have I got a tale to tell you. Oh, who are you? Hey, get away from me, you funny wee man. And she slammed the door in his face. And the giant knocked on the door again. He said, Morag, seriously, what are you doing? You know me, it's me, the giant. You're not a giant. You're just a silly wee man. And once again, she slammed the door in his face. And for a third time, Mr. Giant knocked on the door. And he said, when Morag opened it, Morag, seriously, it is me. I've just, I've kind of shrunk. Remember? Remember this? And he did his giant growl and ground his teeth together in the way that giants like to do. And as soon as he did this, Morag could see that it was him. Oh, how did you get so small? asked Morag. And she invited him in and made him a cup of tea so he could tell her all about it. And he told her the whole story that I've told you about the lady giant and the whale and his mum's advice and he has shrunk down now. And after that, Morag told him a story or two. And they shared stories and they talked and they talked and the sun went down over the hills and by the time it had come up again, the two had fallen in love. And, you know, Morag and Mr. Giant, they were married. They became Mr. and Mrs. Giant. And I'm very pleased to tell you that even though the earth didn't quake when he stomped his feet and nobody ran away screaming when he ground his teeth together and said he would grind their bones down to make his bread, he and his dear wife Morag lived happily ever after. The end. Oh, thanks very much to Wilf Mertens for that story. It had such a happy ending. I'm glad he didn't get stuck at the bottom of the sea, aren't you? Do send us your picture of the lonely giant and maybe the great big whale who helped him. And now, it's time for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. First of all, I'd like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. You are all monstrously kind to help us keep making this podcast. So a very big thanks to new Patreon subscribers in Brompton, Ontario, to Matilda, who is five, and Felix, who is two. And to Kofi donors, Andra and Lale. And to Saver, who is six, and Nala, who is four. And thanks too to Apple subscribers, Ophelia and Mila from Brentwood in Essex. And hello to Summer in Cleveland, Georgia, who will soon be seven. Summer likes listening to our stories every week with her grandma. Lucky you, Summer. And hello to Maeve, who is just eight, and to her sibling, Fion. They're travelling around Western Australia with their family and enjoying listening to our stories as they go. Happy travels. Let us know if you're a subscriber and if you'd like a mention. And thanks for some really lovely reviews too, to Puppy in the US and to Cycling Guru in the UK. It's lovely reading your reviews 
Thanks to all of you who took time to review us this week. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Ko-fi, or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon and get bonus stories, early access and ad-free, then go to our website on supergreatkidsstories.com or to subscribe on Apple, go to Apple Podcasts or just tell a friend about our stories. Now, you've all been drawing and sending wonderful pictures of our stories for us to share on our Facebook page. So here's some thank yous to super great kids who've been sending in pictures. Are you ready? Let's go. Thanks to Annabella, who is six, and her brother Vincent, who is four, from Southborough in Massachusetts. Annabella sent a happy drawing of the Russian story Marusha and Father Frost. I really like the fact that you've drawn Marusha with bright colours as if she's glowing with warmth, even though it's really cold in the forest. Thanks very much for sharing this picture. And thanks to sisters from Los Angeles, Amelia, who is eight, and Abigail, who is seven, and Ariel, who is five. Amelia, your picture of Anansi is just brilliant. So full of humour and fun. And Abigail, your painting of the rainbow snake is marvellous. So bright and colourful. And Ariel, your picture of Baba Yaga's breakfast is brilliantly scary. Baba Yaga's face looks a bit like a skull with glowing red eyes. So glad you're all enjoying listening to the stories. Lots of you have been inspired by Baba Yaga the Witch recently. Izzy, who is four, from Palmerston North in New Zealand, has sent a cracking drawing of Baba Yaga with long curly hair, shouting, Baba Yaga, hmm, hmm, surrounded by a fence of skulls. Thanks for sharing your picture with us. And five-year-old Harrison from Los Angeles sent a great picture of Baba Yaga looking jubilant and flying above her hut, which is standing on very realistic-looking chicken claws. Thanks for that, Harrison. And thank you to six-year-old Alice from California for her lovely picture of the story from Wales, Lord Plimlimon and his three daughters. I love your beautiful mountain, Alice, and the way the mountain looks like it's creating three smaller mountains inside it. It's an interesting story, isn't it? Thanks for sharing that picture. And thank you to Bastian, who is five from Sydney in Australia, who's painted a beautiful picture of the Zimbabwean story, Ngwenya and the Crocodile. Your crocodile, Bastian, is just splendid. I like his wide open mouth and his spikes. I wonder if you'd invite a crocodile to your party. And thanks to five-year-old Jack from Lexington in Kentucky for your remarkable picture of how the whale got its sad song. I love the sea blending into the sky and the perspective of the tiny frog and the crow contrasted with that of the enormous whale. Thanks so much, Jack. It's a super great picture. And five-year-old Yukiyaki has drawn a very stylish picture inspired by Kojo the Rabbit story from West Africa. I really like the way you've captured a moment in the story, Yukiyaki, where Kojo is tricking the crocodile into losing a tooth. Thanks for sharing your picture. And six-year-old Gavin from Canada has drawn a great picture inspired by Tortoise and Sons. Gavin, I really like the way you've used different shades of blue for the water 
And I like the way you can tell this is a little bit magical because the tortoise is so small compared with the amount of water that he's drinking. Thank you for sharing your picture. And Poppy, who is six from Corvallis, Montana, drew a super great picture inspired by the stick woman story. Poppy, I particularly like the way you've got the wild animals saying, I could eat you. Very clever. Thanks for sharing that picture. And seven-year-old Apollo from White Bear Lake in Minnesota drew a witty picture of the Jamaican story, Nora and the Aki Fruit. I really like the fact that you can tell the river is roaring his song because of the speech bubble being so big compared to tiny little Nora. Thanks for sharing this, Apollo. And thank you to six-year-old Josh from Durham in North Carolina for your beautiful, colourful picture of the fish from The Fish and the Wishing Star. A really magical picture to match a very moving, magical story. Thanks, too, to three-year-old Lydia from Durham in North Carolina for your bright and colourful picture of the West African story The Blind Man and the Hunter. Thanks so much for sharing this with us, Lydia. I'm glad you like listening to our stories. That's it for this episode. More from the Big Bag of Happies next week. If you'd like to see these pictures, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. And if you'd like to send us a picture, the easiest way is to send it to me via Facebook Messenger or go to our website, supergreatkidsstories.com and scroll to the bottom where you'll find a place to attach a picture. We love hearing from you. And whatever you do this week, just keep telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. <laughs>